The sudden light burned my eyes. In the background, I heard buzz, buzz, buzz. I rolled over and buried my face into my pillow, the soft mattress cushioning my chest. The buzzing started to slow down, and I heard it less and less. Then everything turned upside down. Ugh. I looked at my alarm clock, warning it was waking time. Sadly, it was my least favorite day of the week, and I think I can speak for all of us when I say, Monday should die. My screaming alarm clock would not show up, so I raised my hand and slammed it down. The alarm clock went silent, and I groaned in victory. I was super tired. I couldn't sleep last night. I kept coughing, but I didn't have a cold. This was becoming a common occurrence for me. In the distance, I heard a gentle bum, bum, bum. As it got louder, I realized someone was coming towards me. Not wanting to wake up fully, I dove under my blanket and froze. Oh, come on, Cody. You can't do this every time that you wake up. Quickly, I said the first thing that came to mind. Well, at least I go to school and don't slack off during work watching Amazon Prime Video. After I closed my mouth, I realized I'd woken the beast. He grabbed the edge of the blanket and threw it up, the light burning my eyes once again. Fine. I groaned and stepped out of bed. I quickly glanced over at all my trophies as I walked in the picture of a ram, which was the school mascot. As I stepped into my bathroom, I turned the water on in my sink. As I exhaled, I heard a faint whistling noise in my breath. Time for seven-plus hours of boredom. As I unscrewed the lid to my toothpaste, I put the blue-white paste in my toothbrush. I heard a clattering noise to see the toothpaste cap dancing on the floor. I bent over to pick it up, and when I picked it up, I hit my arm on one of the knobs on my sink cabinet. What could make this any worse? Once I had changed into my workout clothes, I jogged out onto the track with my water bottle. The breeze chilled my bare arms, and the whistling in my breath started to bother me. I saw the big mosaic mural of a ram. I saw a car drive up that I was so used to seeing. In the distance, my teammates and I watched it. Once it came closer, our coach, Perry, came out. As his footsteps became louder and louder up the concrete path to the track, he yelled, Five laps around the track. Pace yourselves. Go. Everyone that was with me started running. Soon, I started to fall behind. This wasn't normally the case. I decided I was going to step up, but I had no idea what was coming next. I sped up, and before long, I was in the front. And halfway through lap one, I was completely out of breath. Pretend warning sensors started blaring in my head. I slowed down, and halfway through lap one, everything turned black. I don't think that much time passed after my fall that I woke up. Everyone was still probably on lap one, possibly lap two. I pushed myself up with arms like jello. Before long, I was on my legs again and moving. Unusually out of breath, I cautiously jogged the rest of the lap, stopping only for water. I drank a lot of water. Okay, people, get over here, Coach Perry yells. We will start with the baton relay. Teams at four, okay? Not to brag, but I am, or at least was, 
good at this relay. Everyone wanted me on their team. I eventually chose a team, and we got in our positions. I had to run last to secure victory, but I wasn't sure about it, but no one really gave me that much of a choice. Coach Perry was in the middle of the track. Everyone was at their starting positions. Then Coach Perry screamed, Three, two, one, go! The race was on. Jamie, my best friend, had our team's baton. He pulled ahead. We were off to a great start. Jamie pulled past our team's baton to Rob, and before long, Rob handed it off to Andrew. We had the lead by a lot. We just needed to keep this lead. Andrew got closer, closer, and closer. His silhouette came into more and more detail. Ten feet away. Five, four, three, two, one. And I felt the cold metal baton in my hand. I ran fast, too fast. I ran, losing breath as I went. Sweat beat in my forehead. And then everything went dark. And I felt the ground of the track meet my arm, right where the cabinet knob hit me. Cody. Cody. Cody! I woke startled. I looked up to see my mom hunched over me, examining me. To my right, my dad was clearly nervous about something. I used all of my strength to say what happened. A doctor drumming his pen on his clipboard said, You collapsed during a track practice, completely out of breath. We transported you to the hospital when you were asleep. We did a scan and found out that the cause was because you need a new pacemaker. Great, my pacemaker. My reminder that I'm only alive because a machine is helping me pump blood, which apparently I'm too weak to do by myself. My mom always tells me that my pacemaker is just there because my heart is too weak to pump blood on its own. Mom's loving way of telling me I'm not too weak. Cody, listen to me, my mom said sadly. You need heart surgery to replace your pacemaker. No, I was going to get surgery. Mom must have read my expression because this was a double whammy. Cody, with this surgery, you... I could see my conf- the conflict in my mom's eyes, contemplating telling me something. You can't do track this season, Cody. Someone must have taken a cannonball and forced me to swallow it when I was asleep because I felt it very clear at that exact moment. The lights gave everyone in the doctor's office a ghostly glow, and I started to get dizzy, but stayed sitting up. No more track. Now you're all caught up. A month after the terrible news was when I was going to get my surgery. I've been keeping track, and that would be tomorrow. The yellow lights made it look really warm. I grabbed my backpack and walked to the front door. It's time for school. The days since I found out about my problem, I've been realizing the weight of it more and more and more. I've told my friends and former teammates that I'm quitting track simply because it's become too boring. No one knows I'm not going to be here tomorrow. No one knows about my surgery. No one knows about my pacemaker. No one knows that I wish I was them, having a normal life with normal health. If anything, I'd rather no one knew I existed. Cody, what's wrong? I glance over and see Jamie looking concerned about something. This has been how each of the days since I learned about the problem has been spent. 
Uh, fine, I say in my mock cheerfulness voice. Jamie doesn't buy it like usual. Well, okay then. I get to my locker, locker 157. I hold my dial lock and then turn in my code. Once I hear a quiet click, I take off the lock. I open my locker, and as the door creaks open, I hear a quiet swishing noise, and several notebook pages fall out. Crap, I mutter under my breath as I pick them up. These papers are mine. My mom told me it was a good idea to write about my problems, so I decided to try it. I picked up the papers. There were four. Oh no, now there are only three. Someone took one of my papers. Now they know about this. I look around, and I don't see anything. Then, I catch a glimpse of Jamie with a notebook paper sticking out of his binder. That night, as I lay in bed, I think about the day. Life as if there was no pacemaker. I see Jamie's silhouette over and over, and overthinking if that was the missing paper. I might as well save my energy, save it all for my surgery. Three months later, finally, my pacemaker is okay. I can run again. I can do track, but I'm upset. I spent all of the track season recovering. My biggest competitor, Riley, has won out of the schools competing in the first ever track tournament. I've spent all of it recovering. I start to walk outside, my backpack slung over my shoulder, and as I exit the building, Jamie runs up to greet me. It scares the living daylights out of me. Come to the track now. Jamie, I have to go home. Just come over. Your mom knows you won't make it home soon. The last thing Jamie says scares me. What exactly is going to happen? I walk around the school to the track, a homemade banner near the entrance. Welcome back, Cody. The whole track team is here. I scrunch my nose in confusion. I look over at my smiling team and smiling Jamie. Suddenly a warmth fills me, and my heart stops to beat, starts to beat rapidly. I can't believe this. They hosted a track meet for me. I approach the track, and I notice only one event is set up. My event. I go around thanking my teammates. My baton relay is set up, so I go over to the track with Jamie, Rob, and Andrew. As we get ready, the gun blows, and we're off. I am last in the relay again. As they approach me with the baton, I get ready. I feel the cold metal touch my hand, and I start running, 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 and running. I look over behind me, and I'm in front. I see the mural of the ram. I see my competition far behind me. And lastly, I see my friends watching me, rooting and cheering for me. Like they have this whole journey. This whole frustrating, miserable, annoying, infuriating journey.